You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I think the challenge will be not how many Super Bowl special prop bets we want to play, but how deep can we get into the conversation without running out of Super Bowl special prop bets that don't include Taylor Swift somehow. Because I was just scrolling right. through a, one list in particular, and like every other special prop for Super Bowl 58 is Taylor Swift related somehow. Uh, we've got planes in the flyover. We've got Gatorade color, length of the anthem, color of Reba McIntyre's hat. I don't, do we expect Reba to wear a hat? I don't. We'll get into that in 20 minutes. Lightning bets before we wrap up. It is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. I'm Chris Mack alongside Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth. We've got you covered every single weekday, live coast to coast on the BetQL network from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern. We just started touching on college hoops a minute ago with Von Dalzell of NBC Sports. Now we bring in our guy, Isaac Trotter of 24-7 Sports and... We think we may have come up with a system here, Isaac. Tell us if this makes sense or not. We may just start betting blind home dogs. Um, There's another one or two out there tonight. We hit 50-50 last night because we hit on a Texas cover uh, over Houston, but we didn't hit on Vatek against Duke. So, you know, I was just looking. There is not a team in a power conference that had, or even a major conference that has more than five road wins this year. Um, home court advantage, I think we touched on it a little bit last week when you were on with us, but it gets stronger and stronger every year. And this year, it seems to be astronomical. It is. And part of me wonders when that buyback part is of the season is. And But I can't think it's now. I really don't know if it's now because it just feels like throughout the sport, every single night, I like another home dog. Like tonight, Indiana's plus two and a half against Iowa. That's an Iowa team that's played really well lately. But I like the way that Indiana played against Illinois. They looked as locked in defensively as we've seen them all year. And I think if this Indiana team's going to get their season back on track, it has to come with defense. And if you're able to you know, double down on that. We saw a little bit of a different vibe from Xavier Booker or, or Xavier Johnson, excuse me, their star point guard. If if that sticks, like Indiana's going to win tonight. And so that every feels like every single night, I just look at another home dog. I'm like, yep, sign me up. Here I go down that trail again. And for the most part, it's been a pretty profitable strategy so far this season. Well, the one of the uh, the popular games last night that did hit was Texas pushing Houston to overtime. I'm just curious how you feel about this Texas squad. I mean, that was as a five and a half point dog to Houston. Like we know what they are defensively. That was that was impressive for them. Unfortunately, they were unable to uh, to pull that off. But you know, when you're living in the Big Twelve, you're gonna be tested every single night. There are a couple games below 500 in conference play. But you know, I guess you could say that was that was a positive sign. What we saw from Texas. Where where are you on the Longhorns? 
no question about it. I think that this is one of the Big 12's most talented teams. Uh, Dylan DeSue healthy, Max Asmus ready to roll. Asmus has come in from the Summit League and been awesome, like a lot of people thought he might be, but he's been even better than I expected. And, and DeSue is playing like an all-Big 12 big man. And then you throw in a much-improved Dylan Mitchell, and then you have Caden Shedrick and Tyrese Hunter, like, Kendall Weaver's a guy that comes off the bench, and I really like what they bring from him. Like this group has a ton of talent, and so I think if I'm a seven seed and I I saw Texas as my ten because they snuck into the mm-hmm. tournament, I would not want any part of that because that's a roster that's really really talented. They just haven't been fully healthy. You know, I think there's some concerns about Ken Rodney Terry maximize this group, but lately. I thought he's done a very good job of changing their rotations a little bit and maximizing what he has with this roster, playing more three-guard lineups, playing more of DeSue at the five. And we've seen them start to play a lot better lately. So that's a Texas team that I I don't know what to do with long-term because I feel like they're really talented. I still have questions about the head coach. But on a night-to-night basis, they're as good as any team in college basketball. And that's those are the teams that are kind of fun in March because it wouldn't surprise me at all if they're in the Elite Eight. Not one bit. It also wouldn't surprise me if they lose in the first round. (laughs) (laughs) oh that was a great game last night uh we were on texas so happy to see that one hit what about tonight i want to open it up to you there's quite a few good games on the slate it is it's a great it's a great spot you know obviously the props market is is where i love to do most of my work and tennessee south carolina is a big game tonight tennessee trying to get some separation from the rest of the sec and Teams like the 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 big thing I've been looking at is like South Carolina unders against the top t- like the top opponent is is a big angle for me. So Dalton Connect under twenty one and a half is one that I've eyed. South Carolina has been the best transition defense. Last week we talked about them taking away Antonio Reeves from Kentucky and that hit. This week I think they're going to try to do the same thing against Dalton Connect. Connect has been on fire, arguably SEC Player of the Year. Uh, so far this year, we've seen some of his recent numbers, 30 points, you know, multiple games of 35-plus for the first time since Shaq in, in the SEC. Like, that's that's big-time stuff. But he does a lot of his work from three and a ton of his work in transition. Again, that's where South Carolina takes teams away. South Carolina, in the last five games, just one guard has gone over 20 points against them. So I, it's scary. I get it feels weird when you look at that box score. But I think under 21.5 is the right side for a Dalton Connect. And, in a Tennessee team that you can have four or five, six different guys kind of pop up as their go-to guy on any given night. It's been connect lately, but it wouldn't surprise me at all. So Kai Ziegler takes over and takes a big number of shots or Jonas Adu does that, or Josiah Jordan James gets rolling at home and just takes enough of that volume away where connect stays under this number. Isaac Trotter, a 24 seven sports with us here talking college hoops on BetQL daily. Uh, last time Marquette played Villanova in Wisconsin, they won by a 12 or 13. I think it was. They're in Philly tonight. Villanova favored by two and a half over the number nine team in the country. Tell me why I shouldn't buy a road team here, uh, a road dog here in the Big East. Yeah, this is just really a a number that's based on the injuries, right? Chase Ross is up in the air of of being able to play. Cam Jones twisted his ankle and was in a boot. They're not sure if he's going to play right now for Marquette. So those are some of the hesitancies for this Villanova team and or for this Marquette team. And, And for Villanova, they need this one desperately. You know, both teams honestly need it. Marquette trying to stay in this Big East race, but Villanova has been in a tailspin lately. And they spent a ton of NIL money putting this roster together. Like their their donors boosted out for this this roster. And this has no business losing four four games in a row, no business kind of flirting with the big dance bubble. So the the one spot I like in this is Justin Moore over 11 and a half points. 
this is a decreased number from usual. He's usually around that 13 and a half, 14 and a half range. Marquette has given up a lot of threes so far this year. Justin Moore is going to get some really good attempts from there. He's a guy that can shoot, you know, closer to 40% from three. We've seen him have huge numbers, but after, you know, his injury this year, he's started to come back and has kind of been a little bit iffy. I think this is a big bounce back spot for Villanova. And if it is, Justin Moore is going to be a huge part of that. I think he cruises over 11 and a half. That's a, that's a really known low number for a spot against a Marquette team. That's now could be without two of its better wing defenders. Yeah, that's, that's a really interesting matchup. A lot of the projection systems have Marquette winning a close one. You mentioned the point spread Nova in a close one. So uh, the number certainly matters there. Um, we were, we were with Von Dalzell. We we're just talking about Illinois. Ohio State and and that matchup. The point spreads two and a half. Oh, Buckeyes terrible run. They they've now lost five of six, and uh, we've got another short number in this one. What's your angle? Yeah, Ohio State so far this year they're the third lowest uh, team with jump shooting this year, right? Like they just, they don't get to the rim a lot. They're the third lowest high, uh, rim rate among all high major teams. That's a problem against Illinois who they kind of force you to take a lot of tough jumpers. Ohio state will do that. They will, they will take as many tough twos as you want. And early in the year, Ohio state was one of the better offensive teams because they had four guys shooting over 40% from three. Well, Roddy Gale shooting 21% from three now in big 10 play Bruce Thornton, like 22% Dale Bonner. It feels like he hasn't made a shot from downtown in a month. And so part of me thinks Ohio State's really due tonight. But this is a tough matchup against Illinois that has a ton of positional size, and they're going to really force Ohio State to make a lot of tough shots. And if Ohio State can't guard, like this is a group that should be better defensively than what they are. They have better defensive personnel than when you open up Ken Palm and see what they're 99th right now in defensive efficiency. This group should be better than that. So I, I want to buy back on Ohio State at some point. But I'm not sure if this is the right matchup for it because this Illinois team gives gives Ohio State a lot of problems with their with their positional size and what they're trying to do with their defensive game plan. UNC at Georgia Tech, the spread at nine and a half. Could Georgia Tech be one of those home dogs that covers? Georgia Tech is frisky. I I, I really like this group. I like what Damon Stoudemire has done with this group. But they, I just feel like North Carolina is on a different tier right now with what they're doing defensively. You know, a lot of people have talked about their three-point defense, but their rim defense is phenomenal. Teams just shooting 51% at the rim against North Carolina this year. I look at Armando Baycott over 13.5 points or over 22.5 points and rebounds tonight. You look at some of the big men against Georgia Tech lately. P.J. Hall had 31 points and 17 rebounds. Lynn Kidd had 18 points last night or last time they played against Virginia Tech. Kyle Filipowski had 30 points against this Georgia Tech front line. So Georgia Tech has kind of pivoted to playing a little bit smaller. Bay Nagongo is six foot nine and 215 pounds. That's kind of a problem against Baycott, who's an absolute beast. And Georgia Tech has really struggled at post-ups and offensive rebounds. And that are those are the two areas that Armando Baycott has absolutely feasted on. So I think he cruises to a double-double tonight and should cruise over 22.5 points and rebounds or over 13.5 points, whichever one has the, the better price for you. Isaac Trotter, 24-7 Sports, with us on BetQL Daily. Let's keep it in the ACC, but talk about the conference as a whole here, Isaac. Lenardi's latest bracketology only has three ACC teams in the tournament. Um, conversely, we're seeing the Mountain West kind of catch everybody's eye, even though they have the tournament history that they have. San Diego State last year aside, um, five teams, maybe six, if Nevada should get in as well. You know, as we look at conferences who could swing either way because of their bubble teams, um, what are you watching for in the next couple of weeks as we sort of 
really start to approach what will be, you know, when the committee really starts to hone in on things, right? When they look at things with a, a, a fine tooth comb or, or a really detailed zoom lens, um, how do you see the ACC shaking out? And is it realistic the Mountain West could see five or six teams in the tournament? Yeah, I think it's fair that the Mountain West could have more teams in the ACC, but I think the ACC is going to find a way to get more than three teams in. You know, North Carolina and Duke are in a different tier. I think those are two national championship contenders. I still think Clemson's good. Like, they just do a lot of good things well, and P.J. Hall's a good player. They have a lot. Like, they're really talented. They shoot the three well. They have really offensive rebounds, so I like those teams that do that. And for me with the committee, it's how do you judge Wake Forest? Because Wake Forest, before they got all of their guys eligible with the two-time COVID or waivers being able to play, is a very different team than the Wake Forest team that they have now. And so I don't know how they you know, adjust their power ratings for that. I don't know how they, they look at that resume when Wake Forest's team with Efton Reed, the Gonzaga transfer, former five-star big man, is a completely different unit. So I think Wake Forest finds a way to get its way, its way into the tournament. I'm still eyeing Virginia in, in case they can kind of get things together. But it's a league where you just don't have a lot of quad one opportunities at home. So you don't really have those opportunities to buff up that resume. But I still think the ACC gets three in the Mountain West. I think they settle at five. But all five of those teams are awesome. That 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 Mountain West race is fantastic. It, like there are so many teams. I think they have four teams right now within a game of first place. How about some of the other uh, races, Isaac? I know that you just uh, wrote a piece that dropped on twenty four seven sports dot com about some of the other conferences, the front runners, teams that need help, and and some long shots where you can find some value. If uh, of those other conferences, what's your strongest case for a long shot right now? Yeah, I think if you're looking at one, you're you're looking out in the Pac-12, right? The mm-hmm. Arizona hasn't necessarily opened the door super super well, so they're yeah, I think they're six and three right now in conference play. Oregon is still there. Like, can you find a a, a long term f- value on Utah maybe to get fully healthy? That's a group when we've seen them fully healthy, they're really really talented. The other one I'm looking at is Michigan State potentially top twenty team on Ken Palm. Their schedule coming up is real soft and so if they can they get hot maybe this is the right time to buy on them where you're getting a really big number but you need a lot of help there right you need wisconsin to start tripping up you need purdue to start tripping up and michigan state doesn't necessarily get a ton of head-to-head opportunities to really slice that gap there but those are the two that i'm eyeing again another one too the sec is so wide open so is it florida like can they potentially get things back on track because that's a team when we've seen them you know play up to their potential that's a really really talented roster and that SEC race feels wide open after Tennessee Ooh. and Alabama and Auburn and Kentucky. Florida's 90 to one. Jesus. Yes. <laughs> About a minute. Anything left on the table for tonight that we didn't touch on that you like? Oh, I got one for you. I got one. Uh, Michigan, Michigan State. These two rivals are honestly, this is probably as bad a game as we've seen in their history. Both of these teams are, are struggling, to be honest. When you look at the history, it's it's very rare to see Michigan this far under 500 when they play Michigan State. So, But how do we attack it? Um, I think Jaden Aikens over three and a half rebounds has been a nice little spot for me. It's kind of niche, but it it's continues to hit at a pretty good clip for me. Uh, and the big angle here, Doug McDaniel, Michigan star point guard, he is out with a six-game suspension for only road games, right? Because of an academic thing, it's one of the weirdest suspensions in all of college basketball. But when he doesn't play, 
Um, Michigan's offensive rating drops in a hurry. They're 120 with him on the floor, 99 with him off the floor. They get uh, Their opponents average about 40 rebounds a game in the games that Doug McDaniel doesn't play, and they really struggle on the offensive glass. So I'm looking at Jade Nakins, a guy who's had multiple offensive rebounds in three of his last six games. Super bouncy, super athletic, wants to stay engaged. His best way is hitting the glass. So over three and a half is a good number for me. 11 and a half. Big spread on that one, but it's tempting. Isaac, thanks so much for the time. We'll catch up again next week, okay? Thanks for having me. Isaac Trotter of 24-7 Sports. As Joe mentioned a couple minutes ago, he's got a new piece out talking about the different conferences and the battles at the top of those conferences as well as on the bubble. Coming up next, Super Bowl bets, the special props, anthem, Gatorade, flyovers, a proposal? Hmm, maybe. BetQL Daily is presented by BetMGM. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. We got 12 more days to break it all down. Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. A million dollar bet has come in on Niners money line at one book in Vegas, minus 120 or around that number, I would imagine. That's according to Todd Dewey of the Las Vegas Review Journal. Uh, so there's one big bet. We talk about the liability bet MGM uh, specifically still has on the Niners due to all the season-long props that were bet on the Niners to win the Super Bowl. There's a pretty big liability uh, as well on a single-game Niners bet as much as the money continues to pour in on the Chiefs according to folks at certain books. Welcome back in to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. I'm Chris Mack, alongside Aaron Hawksworth and Joe Ostrowski. Lightning bets before we wrap up in about 20 minutes here. Uh, but those Super Bowl specials that are out there that you'll find in certain places, uh, usually the bulk of these tie back to your popular, Joe, uh, Gatorade colors or Anthem length or things like that. We've even got one this year on the number of planes in the flyover. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got one about a proposal, which we'll get to because for all the curmudgeons <sighs> who don't want to talk about her, we have to go as long as possible without mentioning Taylor Swift's name. Uh, but let's start at the beginning. Let's start at the anthem. Reba McIntyre singing the national anthem. I think Post Malone is doing America the Beautiful which I'm really curious to see. I don't think there's a way to bet on it. Maybe there is. I'll search. There will be. I guarantee you there will be. I need a prop on does Post Malone's America the Beautiful get auto-tuned or not? Or does he Mm. actually sing it, sing it? Anyway, I think that's worth the question. Reba McIntyre, 86 and a half seconds. Um, Over is juiced minus 150. Under plus 110. What has the great Joe O got for us in the way of national anthem at the super bowl research okay this is my favorite prop bet of the special ones i bet this every year i i end up landing with a strong opinion but there there's an anthem related prop out there that i just feel like it's a waste of everyone's time and i want to see if you guys agree Hmm. reba mcintyre primary color of hat red is the favorite plus 200 that makes sense they end up listing nine different colors what makes them so sure that reba's wearing a hat isn't reba gonna let those ginger locks flow for the world she's not wearing a hat find a reason i'm on her instagram mcintyre 
in in a hat. Yeah, Aaron. you're the IG queen. I, Come on. I I've been on her Instagram since the last break started, and I have not seen her in one hat. <laughs> not one hat. So she's always showing her hair, yeah. right? And she yeah. should be proud of that. That's what. So it's iconic. If there's there's no hat, there's no action. Why why waste money? Like there are hundreds. Yeah. No, there are thousands of bets that you could possibly make. Why bet one that's going to show no action? Even if you think, oh, it's going to be black for sure, plus three fifty. That's good value. Um, yeah, I was like, come on, this is a big waste of time. All right, the yeah. over under on the anthem at the moment is eighty six and a half seconds. Steam on the over, guys. This was 83 and a half. Now we're up to 86 and a half. What I do know, this range of minute 20, whatever, this this could be the fastest Super Bowl anthem we've ever seen. That is a very short number. What's the record? Like a minute 20 or something? No. Oh, you mean shortest? Shortest, yeah. Um, the Shortest I see is one twenty-seven Jewel, nineteen ninety-eight. I don't think it was "Who Will wow. Save Your Soul," but <laughs> that was that's quick. I would not Jewel, man. That's surprising. But we're coming off a of Super Bowl. What with um, it was pretty long. Stapleton two oh one. Stapleton, yeah, it was the yeah. official country. Is this a theme here? That, that pleases yeah, everybody. It feels like it. It feels like okay. people appreciate the con- although Post Malone isn't country, so he's in there for America the Beautiful. Well, um, Eric yeah, Church that was seems... part of 2021, and that was a long one, 216. But isn't there footage? I saw this yesterday of Reba singing yeah. the anthem once. It wasn't a Super Bowl, and it, it looks like like the footage is like 20 years old or so. It's um, a World Series. And she is okay. So and she crushed the under. I mean, it was like a minute 15 or something. She flew through it. Now, this is different, Aaron. This is the stage of the Super Bowl. The entire world, you know, a quarter of a billion people are watching or whatever it is. Um, I don't think you race through the anthem. You kind of soak in the moment, right? I agree. Uh, I was thinking maybe I should, I Googled it, go to all the videos and see if you can just time them yourself of how many uh, pop up of her singing it. I did find one article from the Sporting News, but it's been taken down that says she consistently is under 90 seconds. Obviously, this total is slightly under 90 seconds, but I'm starting to think under, Joe. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I forgot it was World Series or ALCS, whatever it was. It was 1997, guys. Like, we're going way back. And so that's how they got to the number 83 and a half. That was timed at 83 seconds. So as you get old, she's 68 now. Do you think she is more likely to drag it out or go quicker and just just end it? Mm. People get really nervous. Maybe they don't want to mess up. There, there are a lot of prop right. bets on will they omit a word and get a, a good number on that because That's we've seen there. that in the past. Yeah. yeah. I, I say Reba McIntyre doesn't screw up, though. She's oh, minus she, 3,000 to omit a, a word. I'm on a video – from 2017, Reba sings the national anthem at the national finals rodeo, which was in Las Vegas. But obviously, okay. we're on the okay. air, so I'm wondering if it shows the whole clip. If you can time it, I mean, at least it was a little more recent than the World Series one. Yes. What? Yeah. 
What's interesting is that as the Super Bowl has become this international phenomenon, like you could scroll back through a list of the times. Most of them are listed uh, if you Google for it. Really, the break point is like somewhere in the late 80s, early 90s, where, you know, like I said, it used to be, it started to become an international event. And that's where the times really start to rock it up. Like Neil Diamond, I think, is the lowest on the board that I saw. Super Bowl 21, he was 62 seconds. Um, so he Whoa. flew through it. Yeah. Like, um, and, and most of them up to that point were like in the, you know, in the 75 to 85 range, the, you know, you go back through the last, let's see, I'm going back through the last 15 years or so. You get a lot over two minutes, Jennifer Hudson, two ten, Alicia Keys, two thirty six, um, Adina Menzel, two Oh four lady Gaga, two twenty two. Um, Jasmine Sullivan and Eric Church, you mentioned that one, 216. Stapleton. What's the Kathy Gifford one? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) How did that happen? A minute 40. A minute 40. How does that happen? That's embarrassing (laughs) to look back. Oh, yeah. They let Frank Gifford's wife sing it one year. This is a Super Bowl. What the hell? What's going on, people? (laughs) Get it together. Should I slide into Reba's DMs? What about Asker? Get Hoda out there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you should. You should. Like, what's the plan, Reeves? What are, what are we going yeah. for? Um, I understand why the number's gone up. At eight, three and a half, there's very little wiggle room. I would bet the over two. I understand why we're at 86 and a half. If you want to bet this, uh, you're going to have to bet it before next Friday because that's when they do the rehearsals. That's when you're going to have media yeah. members out there and somebody's going to tweet out with the times and the texts go around and people start betting as much as they possibly can on this, even though it's not much. Um, right now, oh man, at 86 and a half, I'd probably go under. But yeah. at 83 and a half, I understand why people bet over. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. too- people always bet over. And it's probably going to continue to go up a little bit. So I'd wait a little bit and then go under. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's no bet right now for me because it's and it's right. minus 150 on the over. Oh, so man. I'm not even going to not even going to bother. No with that. chance. So even if I believed in the over, I'm not betting it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Do they take Number, it off the board as we get closer to the rehearsals? You know, yeah. That's why I said next Friday, if you want to bet this, make sure your bet's in by then because they're going to take it off the board everywhere on Friday. Yeah. So this is one that I thought was really interesting um, that I saw as well offshore. Uh, number of planes seen through the Anthem flyover. Total four and a half. Um, don't flyovers, excuse my ignorance, don't flyovers almost always have the five planes in a V shape? Like, yeah, it's usually pretty rare to have less than the five, right? And it's the Super Bowl, so you're not going to go with three. You've got to right. have at least five. I would think so. I would think you're right on that. Yeah, I was wondering what is the catch with that one because it's only minus 120. Right. <laughs> so <do laughs> that we, seems like there... a no brainer, right? 
Yeah, and they, I have seen like the missing plane formation, the missing man formation at times. Um, but I don't know, you know, I, I don't know how much of that ties into, you know, what they're doing to honor certain people at the Super Bowl or certain branches of the service. Like, I'm going way off the board on my knowledge here. So, I I don't know. I just know usually when I see a flyover, a flyover they got five planes in formation. So, yes. that being said, take your minus 120 on uh, over four and a half for what it's worth. Um, this... Any scoring drive to take less time than the national anthem? Yes, minus 300. No, plus 200. Doesn't this go to uh, how you think the pace of play, the total is going to go? Like, if you think this is an over game and you've got a, a handful of touchdown drives to take a look at, more likely one of them is going to be a quick one, right? Yeah, like this, this, Aaron, for me is, well, I expect two good defenses and two offenses that – have some big play capability, sure, but are more going to have to piece drives together. So I kind of like no at two to one. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Any scoring drive to take less time than the national anthem. I just don't really see that happening. Yeah. I mean, it would have to, you'd have maybe in a comeback scenario late in the game, you know, somebody races down the field in a no huddle with a couple timeouts and they, we get a, a minute 28 scoring drive the, in five this plays doesn't or count yeah. like this does this count a special teams touchdown or is that not officially that's what i was thinking drive a scoring drive right yeah that's not a drive i would think no think so. okay yeah. yeah i would think no um so yeah I, I actually really like the no in that case for what it's worth um and then oh i missed the the gatorade color this is one where they've got to have m- multiple different colors on the bench, right? I don't know how this ends up getting decided. If it's th- there's more randomization to this one, I think, than any, Joe. I know that's that's it. Like, there's always word that gets around this team, like this flavor. It's the NFL. They have different buckets with different uh, flavored Gatorade. So. I mean, purple is the early favorite. Uh, then blue as the second favorite. Clear slash water um, is a long shot. But, you know, with if you're thinking Chiefs, if that's your play, if you're one of the many people that have done this, we've seen different colors with the Chiefs. So you, you can't even go that route. So last year, it was purple. So that's why purple's the favorite right now. Uh, when they won Super Bowl 54, it was orange. So it's like, what do you do? It's not like one specific team. It's kind of random what the linemen end up picking, which bucket. I mean, this to me is like, you just have some extra money to spend on betting or your board. Like I would definitely stay away from that. I would rather spend my money on a juiced, right? That's a good idea. Or who will be seen first during the national anthem? Taylor Swift minus 150, Jason Kelsey plus 120, both split screen together at four to one. Give me Taylor Swift, right? See, see, I, th- I, I think, think they're going to they wait. Show her during the anthem. I yeah. think they're going to wait on the Swift stuff. They don't want people getting annoyed, the diehards yeah. early, and they know the Swifties aren't going anywhere. I mean, it's a Super Bowl. Nobody's going anywhere. It's the only thing. Look at what these other networks broadcast during the Super Bowl. 
it's it's kind of funny if you like scroll through the guide it's ridiculous it's the, the most ridiculous things nobody's watching anything else so they don't have to keep showing her but i think that's more an in-game thing yeah yeah i'm with you. i, I don't, don't. I, I, think, I think you go to her wow. early quickly not like a bunch of shots but it's it's yeah. singing that's what she does i think you true. gotta like you true, see true. her she's all emotional wanting her man to win yeah i think mm. i think there's a cutaway there um well speaking <laughs> of taylor swift since we dove into that end of things heavy heavy underdog for travis kelsey to propose to taylor swift Super. on the field at Super Bowl 58 after the game obviously okay. No, a big, big favorite, like minus 3,000. Okay, we all agree it's not happening. But is Kelsey that kind of guy? Because it takes a special kind of person, not in a good way, to be the one that does this on national TV or at a sporting event. Is he that guy? Joe, if you're buying into the idea of this as a theory that it's fake, you might buy into this being the peak, (laughs) the peak of the PR stunt. Coming up next. Lightning bets as we wrap up BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Planning in the works for our first session of BetQL Daily After Dark. Uh, that will be a big, big post-show discussion, uh, both in person and via I the text do that. chain this afternoon. Oh, yeah. We, we all got what? some drinks. We're just chilling. Mm-hmm. BetQL Daily After Dark. We can actually, you know, finish our conversations that are off air and right. have them a, on air. What's a good time for that? It's got to be oh, after kids go to bed. What'd you say, Paul? I was like, before the Super Bowl, or like, do we pick a random like Thursday? Dry January will be over, which is oh, amazing. Oh yeah. Jeez, so you trouble. stuck to it since your slip? Eh, like so. So uh, <laughs> four days. Four days out. <laughs> this guy. Yeah, I only I only oh, had three so. days out. Three. That's it. Yeah, so J- January 1st, which doesn't really yep. count. It was a national title game, so, like, whatever. Yeah, uh, Saturday, <gasps> divisional Saturday. He's knocked out, like, five and... days already. This don't count. That don't go. Or was it just two? Uh, oh, divisional no, Sunday. Yeah. Glass of wine. Has the gala I... made you drink? Like, there are certain things <laughs> over the last month that have, I think probably. Man, the, the amount of L's I have taken without without turning to the devil. Yeah, that's uh, I've, yeah. I've maintained. <laughs> So I've been trials and tribulations. Like it's been, it's been tough. But oh, I got some golf bets. So for today, okay. but we'll get to those. Hang tight. Um, yeah, we got it. It's got to be. <laughs> I, I think tight. maybe a Thursday night. <laughs> I think Thursday night works. Thursday, shut good. the hell up. I'm I'm a big fan of Thursday night drinkies. So Thursday Jake's gonna night. be like at a bar 
Like, not great for sound quality, Jake. I'm just putting that out no. there. No, but. for this, for this, I would stay home. Okay. okay. We'll workshop. Also, I'm not going out like every I... Thursday. God. How many? How many nights a week you go out? Like, like Friday, Saturday, the occasional Thursday. Mm. Man, I love what's, a good Wednesday a... night out. Wednesday. Mm. Wednesday. Good it's Monday been, night. <laughs> just roll the weekend over. Yeah, yeah, just keep going. What's occasional? Never like one up. out of three, one out of four. I'm gonna say. I mean, it depends. Day. Like, I, I don't know. It depends on what the uh, what the team is feeling. I don't know. I'm going to the I'm bar more... tonight. You are? Or am I? Yes. You ask? I bowling? Yeah, I was going to say no, it's a bowling it's... play. No, it's uh, a board a meeting. Few, a, few, a few of the kids in the group have a baseball camp. So we realized, why are we sitting here? Let's go to the bar for a couple hours. And last week, that bar had live bingo, and your boy won free bowling. <laughs> At bingo! Oh, wow! Wow! You're the oldest man alive. Right this that <laughs> I did not like want to ch- play. I did that not want to play. That was a Joe Ostrowski checklist gave, that I, I never thought was right? all going to get checked. Bingo bowling. bowling. I gave a pass. I said, "No, we're good, dude. I, I don't want to play bingo." And then the one guy in the group was like, "Yeah, bingo. Sign me up." I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> great. I guess we're doing bingo." <laughs> oh, 69. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't think that number was called. We, That's the uh, name of was, Jake's You would have remembered, team. and we would have heard it. Yeah. Leave, yeah. leave my <laughs> kickball team out of this. Leave my team out of this, all right? Are you number 69? No, we don't have numbers. Nobody I wish we did. Nine. That'd be cool. Oh, who kicks sixth? Is it one of the girls? Yeah. I want to know it's, how many girls on the team have you hooked up? We don't we don't okay. gotta do this. Can you do Bet QL yeah. daily after dark? Well, yeah. guess what? We figured out tomorrow's power rankings. <laughs> Be a short list. So Really? Oh, there's a list. Haley? Oh. <laughs> you gotta get off this Haley thing, dude. You've gotta move on. Aaron from this. has such a crush, man. It's, she does. It's, like, it's, I'm getting What's concerned. What's wrong with that? I'm not. See, nothing wrong with that. Just, we we lo- for some reason. For once we find out the name, we can't let it go. We're gonna go out well, of our way. This, this one's like This one is extra weird because it's legitimately only platonic. Like that's why it's so weird. Yeah, it isn't. Yeah, it isn't. Want to make that bet? It wasn't. How do you, brother? The phone's right here, brother. The phone's right here. I am willing to take this one to air. Haley, Haley Whoa. fart, yes or no? Call her, call her now. <laughs> that's when you know it's platonic. Yeah, that's true. Does she fart in front of you? We don't hang out often enough. And also, no. Oh. So there's still a, then something could still happen there. That's, I, she, I th- I think she'd rather jump off a bridge with cement shoes on. I would too, actually. <laughs> with cement shoes. Uh, what right. is it's it that like you don't under. you guys don't like about each it's other? It seems under, like no, you kind of no. hate each other. It no, it's it's that we're too similar and we'd murder each other. In what way? Mm. Just like 
Strong just our personalities. Too. Yeah, just like our personalities are too similar. It would just get too chaotic like and we'd end up. Mr. Just... and Mrs. That is Smith like rom- or that movie? That's like rom-com 101. Yeah, oh, we hate each other. Uh, and they end yeah, up together. that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. and they also no, have it's... a deal. Hey, if neither of us are married by the time we're 30, let's do it. Right? No, that's with my sister's best friend, and it's 40. Thank you very much. See? 40? It's <laughs> a good move. 40. Thank you. Yeah, because 30. Yeah, wait as long as possible. Yeah, we hashed that one out over Christmas. <laughs> I That's agree, all... Aaron. Wait as long <laughs> as possible. Says oh. the unmarried person on the show. <laughs> oh, what do you think? Oh, and me. <laughs> wait as long as yep. possible. <laughs> he can't repeat the sentence because she's in yeah. the other room. <laughs> one yeah. word answer. <laughs> the ops yeah. are present. Well, she just off camera. Her. Yeah. Oh, 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 yes, yes. <laughs> Hang on to your youth as long as possible. Uh, All right, lightning bets. Let's get it together here, people. Joe? Uh, okay. Warriors, short home favorite against the Sicker, Sixers. Uh, laying Sickers. three and a half. I'm banking on Embiid and uh, Maxi not playing in this one, but uh, give me the Warriors. As a short favorite and also as a short home favorite, I'm going to take Nova. Nova minus one and a half going up against uh, Marquette. We talked to Isaac about all the injuries going on in that situation. Uh, Looking forward to that game tonight. But, uh, yeah, Nova needs to end this four-game losing streak that they're on right now. But part of that losing streak, it's a one-point loss to UConn. So hasn't all been bad there. I thought about that Nova bet. That's, That's intriguing. Give me like another 45, 60 seconds to consider that. Aaron? All right. Thought a lot about this. Who will be seen first during the national anthem? (laughs) I have a strong feeling they are going to go to the suite where Taylor Swift is. But then I thought about it. Jason Kelsey is plus 120. If he is like, he's probably going to be standing near her. And at four to one, it's both. Like, it's a mm. split screen slash together. Four to one is the bet. I love that bet because if they're going to show her, most likely he's going to be standing there as well, and they're going to catch him both. So let's go both at four to one. I like that. What logic. if it's her face and, like, his hairy arm? Like, just a I know, and it's a bad beat? That yeah. would stink. Yeah. Or like, what? Just and a hairy, you just like, a really close up of her. <laughs> just a hairy yeah. nipple. They phase him out. My yeah. question is, what's the price on Donna? Oh, that's. <laughs> I'm out on Donna. I'm sick of her. I'm sick of Whoa. her more than really. Touch wow. What did Donna do to you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, because you know what, she like goes on these interviews like she's a big celebrity, and then she won't answer any questions. It annoys me. Like, Donna, you know why you're there, right? Because they want to ask about Taylor Swift and your son. How many it's, Donna Kelsey interviews have you been watching? Yeah, I, I saw her really on the Today <laughs> Show. I saw her some other clip I saw out there. And she wouldn't answer any questions. She's being Donna. a good mom. Keeping their... Yeah, yeah they were asking yeah, about the Swift. Lives kid, like, but why is she mom? there? You want your mom? Talk That's about the only your reason she was invited stuff? on the show is my point. Come on, Don. Mm. You know this. Come on, Don. Spill the beans, Donna. Come on. <laughs> All right. Um, I really like, we talked about uh, road dogs. Um, Indiana, or home dogs, pardon me. Indiana getting one and a half at home against Iowa. I like that. 
And then a couple of NBA bets. Give me the Knicks to go to eight in a row. They're laying four and a half at home against Utah. Uh, Pacers uh, at Boston. Eh, I don't know if they win outright, but I'll take seven and a half. Definitely. I'll take seven and a half. Um, so, uh, oh, and I'm buying in on Kelsey MVP now before it gets any shorter at 20 to one. I'm uh, with that Kelsey MVP look. Uh, a little bummed out. We missed the 50, but 20 to one. Still, still in on that for sure. And we'll have a full slate of golf bets tomorrow, but I got one. Uh, so, well, I've got two actually. I accidentally bet this guy because he was right next to the guy that I meant to bet at the same number. And then as like the wheel was spinning on the bet slip, I was like, no, but it's already in. So uh, by, I don't know, osmosis, proxy, something. Taylor Montgomery, 110 to 1, is is a play. I'll take full credit for that if it hits, but didn't mean to do it. But actually, some of the numbers don't look so bad for him at Pebble Beach. And then Brendan Todd at 110 to 1. Uh, at top 20 at plus 280. It might be down to like plus 260, plus 250, but he's got a T16, T2 here last year. Forms decent. T30 at the Sony, T33 at the Century. Off the tee is the weakest part of his game, but these are two of the shortest courses on tour. And his accuracy off the tee is good. Distance, not as great, but accuracy off the tee, ninth. Uh, looking at some numbers from last year. So as a dart. And then, you know what? I'll throw one more out there. The, the, the other play, and I don't love backing this guy. But at 20 to 1, it's a decent number. It's not like the 10 to 1 like we saw last week or some other tournaments. Patrick Cantley, 20 to 1, T21, T11, T3, T4. Uh, and started strong at the Farmers and otherwise good so far this season. Uh, he just kind of fell apart late in the Farmers, but he's got good history here as well. All right. Jake, give us something quick. Not to brag, but NBA Jake went 2-0 yesterday, so we're running it back with one tonight. Uh, we're taking the Pacers, plus 7.5 against the Celtics. Celtics, second night of a back-to-back, and Hal Burton's back for Indiana tonight. I like it. I like oh, it a lot. Okay. Uh, thanks again for joining us. Uh, tomorrow, Brad Spielberger, what's he think about Super Bowl 58? Any early props locked in from him? So much more. Be sure to keep it right here, live coast-to-coast, on the BetQL Network, inside your Odyssey app. Go download it as a podcast if you missed anything at all today. For Jake, for Gertrude on the video, for Paul, for Joe Owen Aaron, I'm Chris Mack. This has been BetQL Daily.